You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. All right. Hey. Hi, Summer. How are you? <laughs> I don't know why I, I couldn't get that out. Hey, Shannon. Hey, I'm right here. Hi, what's uh, going on? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Black Sitcom History. I am Summer. I am Shannon. And we are back in the month of March. March. This is, yeah. Summer. So, meaning it hasn't been a year. No, it has not. Half. We're back. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of some house cleaning first. Housekeeping? Housekeeping, house cleaning, either or. Either or, sure. Okay. Why not? Um, first of all, I would like to say I enjoy doing these shows with you, Summer. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's I, all. I enjoyed that. Was that was it? That's all my housekeeping. Oh, and cleaning okay. And I was, I was, I was waiting for. No, that's. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, what? What? No. I, I, folks, I was not alerted to any housekeeping, um, but that was. Uh, that was that was straightforward enough, yeah. and yeah, no, I'm happy to be happy to be back here with you, Shannon. Okay, well, let's get let's, started. Let's get started. So, uh, t- in today's today's show, we are covering the Jefferson season four episodes four, five, and six. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get into that, Shannon. So first off. Season four, episode four. What's the title of that one? Oh, that's George Help. George George's Help or George Help? George Helps. George Help. George's Help. George's Help. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going by your notes because yeah. you you got you got the fit. You got okay. the, all the notes over there. Well, so. this aired October eighth, nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy seven. All right. Very cool. So George gets a it's a new student employee through a work uh, a work program and this is where this is the episode where we're introduced to getting a little bit of sound coming through maybe it's your phone yeah could be you so we're we're first introduced to a character um who we come to see a, 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 a few times throughout throughout the uh, the series um, Marcus mm-hmm. so Marcus comes to work for Mr. Jefferson and um, everything seems to be going pretty well until something comes up missing yes in the cleaners yes a very important item. From a that belonged to a very important client of George's. Mm-hmm. Um, this employee was employed via Louise working at the youth center. Mm-hmm. The deal with the youth center was if if you was to find someone a job, they would pay half the wages of the. Wage that the employee mm-hmm. would pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the employer pays pays half. Yeah. The program pays half. Right. So, 
good deal for for George. Well, at first, George at first. George is like, no, I don't want to hire <laughs> anyone. I don't want to you know pay anyone to work for me. I can do the work myself, basically. Once he finds out that they would pay half, of mm-hmm. course he's on board with it. And like, yeah, you know, he's always trying to save a dollar and always trying to uh, earn a dollar more if he could. So, of course, he hires Marcus. Mm -hmm. Turns out Marcus, (laughs) he likes some of the clothing. That comes through. That comes through through the cleaning. Clothing that he can't afford, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess at that time, maybe uh, members only jacket. Or something like that. <laughs> well, in this case, it was the way he stole was a suede jacket. It was a suede jacket. From some, yeah, from someone. So uh, he saw it. He liked it. He took, he took it. it. <laughs> yeah, without paying. <laughs> I, I think maybe he, in his head, he probably thought, like, what, what I did when I was younger, we would buy things and leave the tags on mm. and take it back, you know. So maybe he was under the impression that he would... Just borrow the jacket and take it back. You know, maybe if he was going to a party or something, he wanted to be fly. So he probably thought, well, I'll just borrow some clothes from from the cleaners or whatnot. But turns out he was actually keeping the items because he stole more than one item. Mm -hmm. But um, the item in question was the item that was belonged to one of George's best customers mm-hmm. um and of course they confronted marcus and, and marcus he somewhat denied it at first but the proof in the pudding came from um bentley mm-hmm. he actually saw marcus in the park wearing, wearing that jacket, wearing yeah. that jacket so they had proof that you know he took the jacket or whatever but the the ple- well, I wouldn't say the pleasant thing about this. The the most profound thing about this episode was that, you know, they asked Marcus, you know, why why did you do it? You know, mm-hmm. we, we gave we gave you a job. We're paying you. Why did you do it? And you know, he basically said, well, when I co- where I come from, this is basically how we do it. You know, to get what we want, we have to steal basically. And George told him like, look, well. <clears throat> You don't need to steal from me anymore. You know, I'm going to basically forgive you and I'm going to let you keep your position because I was also once in your shoes. The things that you're doing actually got me in trouble and I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. You know, so um, I think that's what a lot of people should try to, I mean, it's very hard to give a person a second chance, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I've encountered people where, you know, they, they tell me, Oh, watch out for that particular person. You know, he steals or he, he cheat or whatever, but until you do it to me, I'm going to treat you as my equal. You know, you, even though that person said you done that thing, you hadn't, it hasn't affected me because you haven't done it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to definitely give you the benefit of the doubt. But as far as giving a second chance, it, it's hard for me to give people second chances, you know, regardless of, of what it is. But um, why is that? I, because I've been I've been done wrong several times. 
you know, and I know I can't put everybody in the same boat. I guess it's more of a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. you know. It's like I, I'm a very mild-mannered type person, you know, and um, I treat everybody the way I want to be treated. So if I see you taking advantage of me, I feel like I lost you. You lost my trust right off the bat, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I've just been burnt several times. And to not be burnt again is just a defense mechanism that I put up. Mm. You know? Um, and plus, I try to surround myself around people that who I think would not do certain things to me. Mm-hmm. to harm me but I think I'd rather you harm me first before you harm my family when I say harm that's under everything you know physically mentally financially you know I'm not saying just a physical way, harmful way but everything in in, in a whole but for me it's hard to give people second chances but I think People do deserve second chances for sure, you know. Um, and he was just a, a a victim of his environment, and mm-hmm. George was trying to show him a, a that there's another way to yeah to obtain the things you would like to have in life. You don't have to steal. So, what do you think about? So, George also had some other motivation behind. Um, Kind of covering up for Marcus as well because he knew that that you know this is Louise's programs. This thing is part of Louise's program, and he didn't want this to um, negatively impact the the program. Just in general, having this type of thing is is a good opportunity um, for some of the folks in 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 the community, um, and he didn't want that to to he didn't want Louise's work to be, be marred by what happened with, with Marcus. So that, that went into some of his motivation. So anyway, that was, that was one other part of the story. Um, but in general, you know, I know, um, you said you, you, you give people the benefit of a doubt until they essentially show that they're capable of doing you wrong. And then it's really hard to um, give them a second chance. Um, I think for me, it's hard for for me to give people a first chance. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust it. I don't trust nobody. (laughs) So it's hard for me to give people a first chance. Um, because I just, I mean, I figure even if people are, me, people mean well, you just kind of never know what what scenario, what situation would cause someone to uh, do you some harm, take from you, uh, you know, do do any harm. Like you said, it could be anything to do do you any kind of harm. And, and people, when people are desperate, and that's the other thing too, it's, it's you know, 
there there's part part of that story, part of Marcus's story and his telling of this is how we do things. This is just how we do it. There's a little bit of a uh, a desperation in it. Like this is how we gotta gotta survive. We gotta take right, and so it, it kind of points to that. Mm. I have to do this. I, I'm desperate. And under normal, maybe under, I'm throwing up air quotes here, un, under normal circumstances, maybe I wouldn't need to do that. Um, and that could that could be anybody, not just someone who is, they could find themselves in any situation that they think is is desperate, and then they can do things that are not, you know, um, that they wouldn't normally do, mm-hmm. you know, that, do things out of character. And and I'm contradicting myself because I, I said everyone deserves a second chance, but it's hard for me to give people a second chance. Um, if I was to give you a second chance, I, I will let you know up front, like, look, I'm going to give you a second chance, plain and simple. And if it happens again, that's it, no matter what the situation is. And now you... You said something about maybe that's the way he has to survive or whatever. And for, so I was listening to an interview the other day and they were interviewing someone in in Watts, which is in Los Angeles for, Mm -hmm. you know, people that don't know Watts is um, an inner city within a city pretty much. And the lady said, what is what is Watts? And she basically said, we are taught to survive. Like, W-A, we are taught to survive. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that kind of makes sense because you're doing what you have to do to survive. And mm-hmm. she used that acronym or whatnot. So uh, Marcus was doing the way he was taught to survive, basically, mm-hmm. and by any means necessary. And that's even to, how do I say it, bite the hands that feed you. Mm-hmm. Basically, he has a job. Now he has the money to buy things, but yet he still has a mentality to to steal anyway. So, yeah. but, you know, give, give somebody a second chance. I mean, I have done it, without a doubt. And, <laughs> and... Everything turned out okay, you know. But like I say, it just depends on on exactly what it is, you know. So George finally did something in my eyes that I would not ever see him do. And like you said, he was also trying to prevent Louise from looking bad at the youth center. You know, mm-hmm. which, you know, I know he loves Louise, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Wheezy. So um, that was an- another reason he did it, like you said. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marcus is still employed <laughs> at the cleaners. As far as we know, he has a nice recurring um, role. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty funny yes. guy. Yeah, he's pretty funny, too. So I look forward to seeing him whenever he's in, in the episode. So that was George's help. That was episode four from season four. Mm -hmm. And that aired once again, October 8th, 1977. All right.
Well, let's get on into this next episode, Shannon. Uh, the next episode is season four, episode number five. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and give a little more detail to it, but just as a overview, um, George commissions an artist to make his bust in order to immortalize himself and things, things, things happen. Okay. Before we get started, can you tell the audience what a bust is? A bust? Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah. Okay. A bust is like a, uh, it's a, I don't know if it's necessarily a statue. A statue would be like maybe your, your full, full figure, mm-hmm. but it's a, um, mold of your, like your, your chest up okay. essentially. Um, like a, like an art piece that's okay. up, like basically, uh, of your likeness. Okay. But a, fi- a figure of yourself. Yeah, your likeness. Your yes. likeness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the audience included me because when we watched this episode, I did not. I've never heard that word before. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. And I, even doing an episode, I asked you what it was, mm. and I'm like, okay. I just thought it was a half statue. <laughs> or, mean, or, essentially, or, it's or, a half, yeah, half statue. statue. I mean, uh, of a of a person. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. A sculpture. Sculpture is the word I was a looking for. I yeah. couldn't, couldn't think. I kept saying statue. Sculpture. sculpture. A sculpture of a person's head, shoulders, and chest. Okay. Well, I never knew until now. Which and is I, what uh, and you the wanted. good thing about it, I spelled it correctly. Anyway, so, yeah, so George is having a nice little conversation with um, He was talking to Bentley about, uh, well, Bentley was talking to George about leaving a, a legacy mm. left behind when he passes away. And he suggested that George have someone build him a bust or make him a bust or whatnot. And he thought that was a, a great yeah, idea. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'll be a, a, pic, uh, a, a statue of me forever, basically. <laughs> So he has this this bus made, and he's like carrying it around like it's you know a baby or whatever. He's showing it off to everybody, and everyone's pretty much laughing <laughs> at this at the statue. Um, not that it didn't necessarily look like him, but just the way he was treating the statue, you know, like it was a, like it was an Emmy or something. I mean, it was kind of silly because yeah. he was he was excited. I mean, it's it makes sense why he might be excited about it, but for some unknown reason, he felt like that would be exciting yeah. to other people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, the and the thing about it, the bust looked like him, mm-hmm. but he actually had it like in a Roman era style. Like he had the roses <laughs> or the thorns around his head or whatever. The toga the, and the wreath. Right. Yeah. So that's what they were pretty much laughing about, <laughs> I think. I think if he was probably just in a suit and tie, you know, it would have made more sense. But right. it, it really looked like a piece of art that was left for yeah, yeah, ancient, ancient. legacy, <laughs> basically. So that's what they were laughing about. But he, he treated it like it was a, like an Emmy or a gold-winning prize or something, you know. So he he ends up taking it to the to the office, and he tells Lionel, well, I had this basically made to leave a legacy for you, you mm-hmm. know, so you have a legacy of me th- 
throughout your life, and you can pass it on to your child or whatever. And um, Lionel basically tells him, like, yeah, like, I don't really want that. I don't want that. Yeah, you know, I want our legacy to be us, our name. You know, I want our name to live on. So the the, the knowledge of, of, of the Jeffersons to live on throughout me. And see, that's... He was saying basically the, le- the legacy is the, the family, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is very true. But alongside of that, I think um, you also, it, there's a financial part about that too, I think, leaving a legacy behind. Mm-hmm. Because I I think that my previous generation, which is my, my mother and father, you know, they set it up for me to be in a better place that they were in. And I, I, I'm in a situation where I can set it up for my children to be in a better place th- than I am in now. You know, so I also feel that that's a legacy that should be left behind um, from your family or by your family. You not Not to say to make it where your children are um, unable to do, you know, but just knowing that they will be um, comfortable or whatever. Um, that's the part of the legacy I want to leave for, for my family anyway. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, George was way too excited about that, that bust. And I think, I wonder if... Um um, I wonder if Bentley, because of where he's from, that was like a, that was a thing that was really a serious, you know, yeah, thing I, that people mm-hmm. of stature would do, do yeah. but in American culture, maybe not so yeah. much. <laughs> I think we just do family photos yeah, family <laughs> and, photos. and from where Bentley's from, they actually do that. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, especially if you have a, a little bit more money. You know? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it's it's um, yeah, not really a, a, a an American tradition. I can mm. see absolutely why uh, George was in favor, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, and I'm sure when well, when busts were event, invented or made, um. Photographs weren't available, so they had to make that statues. That was something to, yeah. to, to capture their likeness, right. yeah. Yeah, so they, yeah. they had to do that to carry their, not even their legacy, or really just a, a history mm-hmm. of the person, you know. Um, and Lionel told his dad, like, I don't want, <laughs> like, why would I want a statue of you anyway? Yeah. You know and George yeah. George knocks it over and breaks it, and he he gets upset that you know he broke it, and that's when Lionel tells him like that, or you know, our family, the legacy, that's most important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's what is most important. I mean, it's I don't know. I feel kind of conflicted as a parent about about legacy because you know we we think about. Um, what we want to leave behind for our children. And you touched on that, you know, 
uh, hopefully in a better place mm-hmm. um, financially. Um, but obviously it's, you know, you can, you can sort of share insight, wisdom, um, hopefully, you know, more than just leaving them with something, leaving them with some knowledge, knowledge yes. uh, right? But it's kind of up to them to do with it what they will. Like, you know, it's like, I, I, it, it's not, I don't, I, I don't want to be like real pessimistic about the whole thing either. It's not that I don't, I don't think it's worth pouring into your children. Yeah. That's my job. You know, it's my job as a parent to pour into the kids and, and, and make sure they are, make sure that I impart something to them. Yeah. Now, what they do with it is really up to them. I mean, you really touched on something. Um, I, I didn't give that much thought, but as far as like knowledge or, you know, um, wisdom, it's certain times I can recall my father telling me things. And, and you know, growing up, you're like, yeah, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you're just my dad. You're old. Just whatever. But I, I got older, those things he told me, I was like, man, my father was right. And this is happening Mm-hmm. Right now, and I know how to maneuver this situation because my dad told me something like this might happen. Yeah, you know, and that's that. Those are the times I really feel like he left me something more powerful, like you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because when now did those things happen when he wasn't there, or just later when as you were older? Oh, both. Both. Both, yeah. 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 When he was alive and, and after he was deceased, yeah, both. Yeah. Both and that's and that's that and that's the that's the importance of yeah. that's the importance of sort of sharing things too, like before before mm. they're ready to even you know, before mm. the kids are even really ready to hear it. You're like, I don't you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then later on, because like, you don't know how long you know, you don't know how long we're gonna be around mm. to to pour those those yeah. pour that wisdom into them. I think that's more important. Yeah. I think time and memories that mm-hmm. you share with that individual. I mean, financial legacy is important as well, but yeah, I, I think I, I cherish, how about that? I cherish more so the knowledge that he put into me mm-hmm. and the things he told me that might happen when I'm older. And he prepared me for that. So I cherish that m- more than anything from the legacy that he left, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it also helped me do the same with, with my daughters, you know. So, but yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, Summer. I'm glad you brought that up. Now I'm just thinking of all the things he, not all the things, but I'm just thinking about things he told me that actually came, you know, true or happened to me. And I was able to, like I said, maneuver through him. And some of those things that happened when he was alive, I was able to go talk to him about, like, Dad, do you remember you told me such and such? And and he was like, yeah. That's why I told and he's you. Like, yeah, basically, that's, that's, that's why I told you, you know. These things come up. You know. It's human nature. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Dad. You know? Yeah. Thank you. 
So that was Georgia's legacy. That oh, I forgot to say that. Did I tell you that aired October fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. October fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. I just thought about something, Summer. So, you ever heard that song? It never rains in Southern California. Mm-hmm. It's raining. <laughs> It is raining. It's been raining out here, people. It's, yeah, it's a little wet outside. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, though. <laughs> but you know what's funny about that? How people in California, as soon as it gets under 70 degrees or rainy, mm-hmm. they got the big coats on. <laughs> well, I was like that yesterday. I was, you know, we were out outdoors and it wasn't even raining. It was just a little cold. I'm like, man, I need, yeah, I need me a nice little... Sherpa line, mm-hmm. something. Because yeah. <laughs> it's funny because people here in California, they're like, oh, I can't wait for it to get cold. I got this coat I want to wear. I want to exactly, show it off. Exactly, exactly. Other states, people like. Only, it's only so many times you get to wear right. those types of things. Yeah. You know, all the layers, all the cute stuff, mm-hmm. all the nice jackets. and all. Yeah. yeah. It's only yeah. so many times. The women, they break out their boots. Break the boots. I got these boots, I got girl. These boots, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. That was a side note, people. Anywho. Babe, let's go ahead and take a break and um, pick it up after this break with uh, episode six. Yes. Let's okay? do that. All right. We will be back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so let's get into episode six. What's this? What is this one called, Shannon? Good news, bad news. This aired October 22nd, 1977. Before we get started, mm-hmm. I would like to thank all our listeners. Yes. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. We enjoy doing this either way, but the more listeners, the more we get this information out there, it's better for the whole world. Because some people probably never watched the episode of the Jeffersons in their entire life. Mm-hmm. Shame on them. But <laughs> this way, maybe they can watch something good. There's some good stuff on nowadays, but Jefferson's is good. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's real cool to, to, I know we're of a different generation. We're, you know, we're some middle-aged folks and, uh, these, th- we were very young when these shows came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and people behind us, coming up behind us, probably some of them have no idea what what we're talking about. But it's just real cool. I, and I was having a conversation earlier today about um, uh, at work we have different topics that we talk about um, in a in a team meeting, just to kind of chit chat with each other. And um, one topic came up was about theme songs and. Um, like what's like the best theme song, right? And um, there were some 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 that I was just talking to one person about about this this not the whole group, and we were just going back and forth. And I'm like, that's one of the things that I kind of miss about some of these these uh, sitcoms too. Is just like all the good th- theme songs there were, yeah, like a, <laughs> like a soundtrack almost. Yeah, it's like a soundtrack to your to your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I don't know what's out there now in 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 the. But you, you know what's so funny about that? Like, no one watches. Like, well, is there a such thing as live TV now? I mean, like live TV. Like, what do you I mean? think like a. I don't think it's people, airing right now. Y- yes, instead like, of streaming. Right. Well, you know demand, how yeah. when 
when we watched the Cosby's, it came on Thursday at 8. And that's what time you watched that's it. What, unless you had a VCR. You would record right. and watch it another time. But even then, you usually would fast forward to mm-hmm. the start of the show. Right. So what I'm saying now, a lot of people watch streaming, and you can always skip the credits. So they might not even know if it, there's a theme song or not. Because oh, yeah. I, I skip the I credits know. a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get to it, you know? Oh my so gosh. that's what that's what I'm saying. And then there was time when we would watch stuff that we recorded on VCR, VCH, that we would we would listen to the mm-hmm. intro. Yeah, you know, we wanted to hear it or sing along with it. You mm-hmm. know, you know what I used to get mad about sometimes with that. What when they would have a a theme song, but after the show was running for a little while, they would shorten the theme I'm song. Sorry. I'd be yeah. like, how are you gonna shorten my song? That's yeah. my song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to shorten my song, man. And even then, you know, when we watched shows back in the day, um, you know how they would show a um in the next episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like they don't really do that anymore. Or if they do, like again, mm-hmm. once the show's over, they do. we skip to the, oh, the next skip. we yeah. skip to the next episode. Because we're able to but stream. Kn- yeah. But right you know away. you know what we, we look out for though these what? days? We look out for like a a a, a mid credit. Oh, like or an end, end credit. credit. Yeah. Mid credit, end credit. Yes. We look out for those. Yeah, yeah. Spe- yeah especially <laughs> if it's a motion picture. Yeah, but even, even in some series, series they have, yeah, have like that. the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. they do that sometimes. And some of the Marvel it, yeah. stuff we've seen. Yeah, that's funny. I want to. If anyone knows who first did a end credit, what movie first mm. did an end credit? That's interesting. I just want to know just to I'm see it that. too. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, yeah. that's a good uh, quibia. That was my word back in the first, day. Quibia. Yeah, quibia. We have to start the quibia thing first again. End credit yeah. scene. And who? When was the last time you actually been to the movies, to a movie theater? Mm-hmm. And when you went, did you sit through the whole end of the credits to watch all mm-hmm. the credits just to see if there if was a, be, yeah. a end? What is it called? They uh, have to. They have mid credits okay. and then they have end credits. End credits. Okay. Yeah. yeah. End credits showing. Mm-hmm. So um, the last one we went to was uh, Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Things things have changed. Things have changed. Our Streaming. our our yeah, our whole behavior has changed around watching television. I I found something out the other day. I was at the post office and I saw this guy dropping off a Netflix envelope. What? <laughs> and I had to ask him. I was like, uh the DVDs you receive at home are the, these movies that you can't stream? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. Like they offer movies that they aren't oh, streaming. So they, they still they, they still, still do, do it. Yeah. DVDs. They oh, still wow. DVDs, and I have to look okay. into it. I guess we still can do it. I just we haven't just done haven't it, done it yeah. because we have the the highest. That's so highest. funny. So okay. and he he said like if there's like a um, a series, mm-hmm. like usually that's airing now, he can get it as well, hmm. instead of waiting for them to actually. Put it on. Put it on the, streaming. The streaming service. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's cool. Because I was like the, I was a test dummy basically for Netflix. I don't know why Back they, the yeah, remember? I don't know why they just didn't grant me in and be like, hey, Shannon, you've been with us since day one. <laughs> we made so much money off of you. Anyway, anyway. let's let's get into right. good news, bad news. So, 
this in this episode, um, Louise has taken on some more work. She's uh, filling in as a newsletter editor uh, for the the youth center that she's a part of, and things sort of go a little bit sour uh, when she gets some unexpected competition for that role. It it turned out to be some competition, but it was actually Helen um, just offered to help her with the editing because uh, Helen was part of a newspaper in Paris when she used to live in Paris. Mm -hmm. She was an editor there, so she decided to help Helen. But before that, the director at the center was coming over, mm-hmm. and she, Louise told George, you know, she's coming over. And once he found out that it was a white lady, he was like, I don't want no white lady over here tonight or whatever. But once he found out that she knew or was married to someone, a banker, mm-hmm. a large banker, mm-hmm. and George was looking for a loan, of course, he was like, yes. Invite her over. I need to rub elbows with her or whatnot. Hmm. So Helen is helping Louise with the with the paper, with the newspaper or whatever. And Louise is under the impression that the director of the center is coming to offer her the editing position, which which she pretty much was. Mm-hmm. But once she found out that she was receiving help from Helen. And Helen was doing, you know, a good job. She decided to offer the position to Helen. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Louise was hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be hurt too. You're you're my best friend. You're taking the position away from me that I thought was mine. Yes, you did help me, <laughs> you know, but I really wanted this position. But the good friends that Helen and Louise are, they decide to just be co-editor. They decide to, oh, why can't we just do this together? We don't have to be in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. We're not getting paid for it. You right. know, we can just help each other. You know, um, I'm sure there are some things that you're better at. And there are some things that I'm better at. And we can just combine the two and just have an awesome newsletter. And see, sometimes you have to compromise. You know, it's, it's, it's not always. And Louise wasn't. What I'm about to say is it's not always about you, but Louise wasn't thinking that anyway. That is all about me. Mm-hmm. But she really felt that she was going to get that, you know, position right. with, with no outside help or whatever. But it's hard. I mean, especially as I don't know if women are in competition all the time with with their friends, but men we're not necessarily in competition, but is somebody in your group always think they got the biggest balls, basically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then the next guy, I think he got the biggest balls. Or, you know, or you have that that friend that when you tell a story, they got a better story. <laughs> oh, I remember this one time, yeah, one you know, you, yeah. up, you, you know. Or um, I remember growing up, my homies would call me like, hey, we going out tonight, what you wearing? And I'm, I'm like, okay, I tell them what I'm wearing. And bust out something totally different, because <laughs> oh I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them to be dressed. I don't want them to be oh dressed exactly like me. Plus, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, I I, I can dress. I think. 
Oh. You hate to say it so much, huh? Yes, yes. yes. No, I see, I see that no, you but hate to say it. Growing but up, no, you know, no, you know, you know how up, to clean up. Yeah, you know how to clean yeah. up real good. <laughs> growing up, I think I had I had the style. I was ahead of like my time, and that that made it a little worse, kind of, because people were like, "What are you wearing, dog?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. And I, because I would dress, so I, I was like a real hip hop head. So I would dress like Kwame. Mm-hmm. You know, the polka dot eggs and De La Soul, rest in peace, love, dove. Um, but I it was stylish once people was like, Oh, that's what he dressed and like, oh, that's nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so but yeah, I think and there's nothing wrong with friendly competition, you know, as long as you know like if you do beat me in this competition, we are friends and you know, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have tried that hard, maybe, you know, but that, that's a key point, too. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's there's competition and it's kind of like, you know, that enviousness that comes mm. comes around. I think that's natural. That's mm-hmm. that's just human nature. But it's it also can kind of just keep you, it can make you better. Like it can make you just just you know strive for more right and hopefully in good ways because sometimes it can make you strive for things that aren't no good for you but you know that sort of competition or trying to keep up I know you know keep it keep up with the Joneses is not the thing to do but you know in some ways if you have good um inspiration um a good model, uh, a good a good example. I'm trying to come up with the right word, but it it, it, it can be very motivating mm-hmm. to have friends. You're like, oh, okay, okay. I see, I see, I see, I see what you're doing over there. Okay, let me let, let me let me let me let me see what I can do over here. Let me get myself together. Let me you know polish myself up real quick and see yeah. <laughs> see what I can do. It's, see how you said like. So, I'm an avid cyclist, and I race, mm-hmm. and I race on a team. But within that team, there's still competition to want to come in first place. But if you come in first place, it's like the whole team won, right? But even though I place behind my teammate, teammate it, it's yeah. not like a football game where, like, everybody really wins, you know, mm-hmm cohesive team like that so and and there is an individual that that wins that wins right they're just a part of a team right exactly Mm -hmm. so i i totally know this friendly competition thing because Mm -hmm. uh my teammates podium quite often so i'm always trying to to beat them you know but at the end of the race we're both or all of us are happy for each other because cycling still is a team sport throughout the event. People that don't know, like we're helping each other throughout the event, but there's only one individual winner from the team. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that that friendly competition, you know, and then you also mentioned a very strong word, envy, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not mad at my boys for, you know, podium, 
getting on the podium all the time or most of the time, and I'm not. Um, at times, yeah, I, I do say, oh, I wish that was me up there, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not, like, jealous pretty much, you know. Plus, they're much younger than me, but still, <laughs> yeah. But that was good news, bad news. Season four, episode six. Once again, that aired October 22nd, 1977. I guess we're kind of in competition too, Summer, to uh, gain more listeners. We're in competition with other with other podcasts, podcasters. There you have it. You heard it here first. I I take that back because there is no other podcast like ours. Not that I know of. So we're winning right now. So we're we're in the lead. (laughs) We are in the lead. But like I said, if you guys can tell a friend to tell a friend, just to listen to one episode, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, that'd be great. Just listen to one. I'm sure they want to listen to another one, you know. And plus, we're not... Filling your um, notifications every day and every week with a podcast anyway. It's only every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to stick in there. So thank you to all my listeners. All all Uh, your listeners. Sorry. All of our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) This is the Shannon Show featuring Shannon and his co-host, Summer. Yes. Once again, (laughs) I have enjoyed our time. I have as well. You know, another reason I enjoy doing this because it's uh, more conversation besides our normal conversations. I look forward to this. Okay, folks, that's enough about our life. (laughs) (laughs) You guys enjoy your life. Please, please be safe out here in these worlds, in these streets. In these streets, yes. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, be safe, everybody. Um, Thank you again for for listening, and we'll see y'all again the next time. Peace. Peace.